It is the 200 level episode 182. We are at halftime of the Illinois Michigan game. I'm already having a hard time getting this out. Illinois is up 33 to 22 in what was a pretty damn gutsy performance. Uh, and, and here's the thing. And as we get Isaac and Trevor on in just a second, it was not an A plus for Illinois. There were still late turnovers. They did shoot 40% from the field. Uh, there was some sloppiness, which you could probably expect with an Iola Salini team. But I got to say, Trevor, my fear when Io being out was announced at about four o'clock, my fear was that this team all day had it in their mind that Io was going to be on the court. And I didn't know how they'd respond because to be quite honest, I felt like that was a bit of a gut punch and took a little bit of the wind out of my sails. So I didn't know what to do for them. Yeah, in the back of your mind, you're worried that they thought he was going to play. At least that seemed to be the trending the trending thing. The line went down. There were pictures of him at shoot-around. There were pictures of him with a mask on. And so you're like, okay, he's going to play. So then to have that sort of proverbial rug yanked out from under you two hours before tip, you kind of wonder, like, this can essentially go one of two ways. Either it fires them up more or it sort of dejects them. But, I mean, there is no doubt that it fired them up more because that half was insanely good considering the level of competition that you essentially just punked. Isaac, I know that we had meager expectations for what we would do without IO. And I know in our text thread, we were kind of talking about, well, if we just do this and this, hey, you know, and not that it's okay to accept moral victories all that often, but we wouldn't begrudge this team if that's all they were able to get out of this. But all of a sudden, it's very difficult at halftime here to not start thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And you know, let your let your imagination go here because this that that was not a fluky half. It felt like, if anything, you kind of, I guess, to borrow a cliche, imposed your will on Michigan. I I did not expect that to happen. You held the team that everybody's been freaking out about the past few weeks. Rightfully granted. so. Rightfully so. Yeah, after they beat Ohio State, I was completely all in. I was a little bit late to the party, but that they're so good and you held them to by far their worst half of the season. I don't know exactly how their first half against Minnesota went, but I didn't, that was the one Michigan game. I really didn't watch at all. So I've only seen Michigan play. Well, that's why tonight was so surprising. You are 20 minutes away, knock on wood from the biggest win of the college basketball season on the road at the number two team um, without your best player. And Guess what, boys? It's the second day of March. So you're not having this game December 2nd. You're having this game March 2nd. So I I love the spot we're in. I'm almost speechless. I mean, the first half, that was probably the most into it, ecstatic I've been since the Baylor game, just because you knew the implications. And if we would have beaten Baylor, I would have been like, man, we're back, putting the national media on attention. And... If we beat Michigan tonight, the team that everyone has been just completely slobbering over, it's just going to be cloud nine. It's hard to envision it. I know we're like less than an hour away from knowing, and yet it's still hard to envision what that'd be like. So before we get too into it, uh, Isaac, you and I will time it together. I I got a Charmin or I got a diaper commercial on right now. I don't know if that's the same for you or not, but Isaac and I are going to time it up. I know that Trevor, he's actually watching a non-DVR feed. So he's going to be ahead of us, but he will not react. We did get a three-star review, guys. We got to be careful with those reactions beforehand. And, you know, I, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but uh, we got it queued up. We're, we're good to go, I think. I'm going to pull a carp and say that, you know, Wisconsin was up 13 at halftime and lost. 
All you need to do <laughs> is not get outscored by more than 10 in the second half and you win. That's it. And you know what? Here's, I think, the difference. That's Wisconsin. This is you. I mean, there's one antidote to the kind of ball that Michigan plays, I would think. And listen, Michigan's, it's not like they're they're not tough. I look at a guy like Chondi Brown. He's tough as nails. I mean, I, I don't, I get claustrophobic watching him guard Trent because he's on him like glue. But uh, it's not a, a question of toughness for Michigan. I, I do think, though, that, Wisconsin, that was the half of all halves for them. Uh, I don't think that the first half was the half of all halves for Illinois. Uh, Isaac, we're actually going to get started here. I got the first half summary on the left side of my screen showing all of the stats. Okay, cool. And I got Kofi now. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to get to the sponsors as we get to each break. DP Doe, of course, online at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby with a brand new Corey Bradford shirt coming out tomorrow at fourthandkirby.com. Rector Construction at rectorconstruction.com. And brianismyguy.com for State Farm Agent Brian Hansen. And so for the folks at home that would be timing this up to the feed, I will let you know when the clock starts. It's going to be imminent. So have your YouTube play button or your DVR ready to go. As they're showing Curbelo highlights, of course, we'll talk about Curbelo here in a bit. But I'm assuming that Illinois starting with their the same five that they had at the beginning of this half. Okay, we're going to be underway here any second. Biding time. I got, admit, I got the jittery legs, guys. I got the jittery legs. I'm feeling it. Oh, boy. I think that Illinois bench is feeling it, too. I, I thought that was... Okay, here we go. 20 minutes to go. We're going. Uh, we have Michigan with the ball to start the half. They are taking it, and a bad pass. Adam Miller almost intercepts it. Not quite Michigan with the ball here. And we have... There we go, 1946 on the clock. A little take here from the free throw line up and good, so it's 33-24. to 24. Illinois with a nine-point lead. Nice little shot there by Mike Smith, who was very quiet in the first half. And as I look at this, Trevor, the only guy from Michigan that was really productive in that first half, gosh, I mean, it was, it's difficult to say. They, they spread it out. Uh, here we go, Kofi with the feed and a dunk. Wow. That's that was huge. good stuff. Good separation from Kofi there in the first half. Ironically enough, Austin Davis was sort of keeping him within arm's length, mm-hmm. but he was able to like, not illegally, but just sort of arm bar Dickinson there to where, I mean, you've seen that play a bunch of times where the, the dump into Kofi and somehow Kofi essentially like leapfrogs the defender and, and suddenly there's nothing between him and, the, him and the rim. We got a foul on Kofi there, Hunter Dickinson with the takes. So that's going to be Kofi's second. I'm pretty sure he just had one in the first half. Uh, yes. And, and watching, I don't know if they're going to show the replay on Kofi's foul or not. I think it will be a shooting foul. Uh, Hunter Dickinson missed both of his free throws in the first half. So 1904, here's the first free throw up and good. 35-25. Go pretty soft to me, but I thought, I thought so too, just in real time. Here's the second free throw up. It is good. So it's back to a nine point Illinois lead with 1904 to go. Michigan has been showing this little bit of full court. Uh, Eli Brooks on Trent Frazier, who gets it across half court with 18.55 to go. He's going to get a pick on the left. No, from Kofi. He's taking it himself. It is up. It is good. Illinois with two easy buckets to start. Both teams, four points. Offense is looking a little bit better in the first minute of the second half. And I tell you what, Isaac, the the first four-minute stretch was 2-2 going in the first time out. One of the uglier starts to a game. Uh, How are you feeling it was 16 to go in the first half? Yeah, I tweeted, actually. I said, is this Big Ten basketball or SEC football? Because... We got a foul like, on the floor here on Kofi. A foul on the floor. That that was a hook. That's what I thought, too. This is going to be Kofi's third, and this is where it gets interesting. Uh, oh, my gosh. I, Two fouls. And Kofi's mentioning the hook there. 
and and I want to be sure I'm right about this, Trevor. He did have a foul in the first, so that would be three on Kofi. Yeah, that's three. Well, what do you do? I think you got to set him for a little bit and just say, all right, Geor- Georgie has, I, I don't think, a foul. So, Georgie, just play ridiculously physical basketball. Let's see. I'm going to watch Georgie here on this possession. 18-20 to go. We got a take here from Michigan. Eli Brooks, baseline. He almost loses it. He darn near does. We got a three for Michigan. Oh something good. God. Give me a break. So, I feel like this is weather the storm time, guys. I think this is weather the storm time in the first five minutes of this half. That's what a possession. I mean, should have been a hook. They almost lose the ball three times and then hit a three. Yeah. Trent with the pick from Georgie up top. He's going to shoot a long two. It is up. It is no good. And we got a foul on Michigan. Georgie with some acting. And that's the third, third on Dickinson, guys. The big, it's going to be tit for tat there. Yep. Go ahead, guys. Georgie versus. Sorry, Georgie versus Davis, the battle that we all expected tonight. I, I am I am hopeful for some Georgie offense. I am. I call color me optimistic with that. So we got three on Dickinson. He takes a seat. So you're right, Trevor. You know, tit for tat, punch for punch. Four points and three fouls for Dickinson. Kofi with eight points and three fouls. So I would I would assume those guys come in around the 12 minute mark. And then you just kind of see what happens. Here's Grandison with a three-point attempt that is up. It is good. 40 to 29, a big three to answer right back. 17.35 to go. Michigan with the ball. Let's get a stop. The man who stands. That's right. Let's get a stop here. 17.30 to go. 20 in the shot clock. Davis with the ball up top. And here's a nice little, Georgie with the disruption. Okay, so we got to take him on. Ah, Trent got a little ahead of himself, and that transition was not going to work for Illinois. Michigan with the ball right back. This is Brooks with Miller on him. 17-15 to go in the half. Here's Livers, five points in the first half. Grandison on him. He's got the height to guard Livers at least. And who's the point guard again for Michigan? Why am I forgetting his name? Smith. Mike Smith. He's the transfer from Columbia where they had four wins all of last year. Nice board from DeMonte. He's had a great game so far, Illinois, with a chance to take a larger lead, 40-29. to 29. Here's Georgie. Come on, Georgie. You got it, baby. Up and good. I knew it. There we go. Acrobatic, 42-29, to 13-point Illinois lead. Does that match their most, uh, match their largest lead? Maybe it is. Here's Smith from the free throw line. He has to give it up to Eli Brooks. Sorry, I know there's a lot of play-by-play going on here, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll take a breath here in a bit. Uh, this is going to be Brooks. No good. Illinois with the board again. Miller clears it out. They don't have numbers. They're going to set it up here. Miller up top to Trent. We got Trent, Grandison, Georgie, Adam Miller, DeMonte in the corner. Trent takes the pick. He's trying to take it to the hoop. Careful, Trent. Out to DeMonte. Grandison up top. 10 to go on the shot clock. Here's Adam Miller. Right side. Get the pick, Adam. Get the pick. Shoot it. Take that three, baby. Come on. Well, he asked you now. Here goes the long three. Oh, my good God. He made it. 45 to 29. Timeout, Michigan. (laughs) Oh, my. Last year, last year at Michigan, Trent hit two from like the logo. And that's what Adam's doing tonight, baby. Wow. Uh, Trevor, go. I'm going to do the Lante thing where he's, he does the Jack Buck impersonation. Trevor, go. Uh, what? Yeah. I don't know, guys. Uh, wow. 
<laughs> you you just gained five points on them. I was worried, and you saw Michigan come out, concerted effort on offense. They scored, I think, seven straight points. You scored seven straight points, and then you scored five more on top of that. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. I don't either. As, as we are speechless, we'll collect our thoughts. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Custom zones with any topping you want or a favorite. Mine back in school, back in my college days, was the buffer zone or the Maui Wowie. Get the dipping sauce on the side. And best of all, if you're celebrating um, any Illini win in the month of March and you want to, you know, partake in a few beverages, they will deliver a calzone piping hot to your doorstep. So go to dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike. For $5 calzones at dpdo.com. Going to hit the other guys real quick, too, and, and hit them throughout the uh, podcast. Fourth and Kirby, T-shirt drop tomorrow. Corey Bradford, that's going to be Wednesday morning on 3-3, March 3rd. Talk with Corey on the last podcast. Great catching up with him. This is a great T-shirt. You guys will love it. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. That goes for the Corey shirt or any shirt. You get, need to get some swag in time for March Madness. Rector Construction, online at RECTORConstruction.com. For everything from a new roof, crawl space inspection, and everything in between, go to RECTORConstruction.com. These guys are really great within the community. They've been around for a while. They get back to the community. One example of that, after that blizzard, they were going around basically plowing people's driveways. They do things like that. So good dudes, great stuff. Um, and you can trust them with any home project at rectorconstruction.com. And finally, Brian Hansen, State Farm agent. He's our State Farm agent, homeowners and auto, great State Farm prices and personalized service that made it super easy. So go online to brianismyguy.com for a State Farm agent, Brian Hansen, Alana Inquirer, and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. All right, so we have the under 16 timeout. This will qualify as the under 16. And speaking of 16, that is the margin for Illinois right now, 45 to 29. They are shooting 47%. I don't know if they've missed this half. Michigan, 11 for 32. I think Michigan has missed a shot this half. And you gain five points on them. And Trevor, we always do that game. And Isaac, we did it Saturday. Where, okay, every four-minute increment, don't give up any of that lead. Well, you gained five. So, uh, but, but here's the thing, Trevor. We could do this bit-by-bit, four-minute thing. But I think it's time to start looking at how the first 24 minutes of this game have gone. And whatever intangible factor is going on here, there's something happening on that Illini bench. There's something happening there. I don't know if this is sort of like a Ewing thing where for some reason without your best player, you end up playing better for a stretch. But the combined, you know, and we mentioned it before we went on the air. I don't I didn't even think they were that great offensively, Illinois, I mean, in that first half. But the combined defensive effort and now the offense in the second half, I... I mean, we're, we're reaching territory here with 15 minutes and change to go. We're like, I don't even know how you can possibly lose by more than three or four points at this point. We got a rebound from Michigan. Davis dunks it. You've got to be kidding me. 45-31. six points. But he was going to be... He's I, been way better than Dickinson. I tell you what, though. He was going to be their starter this year. I did not know that. And then when he got hurt, Dickinson took yeah. over. Only learned that during the uh, broadcast today. But we got Georgie up top. He's looking for Adam Miller coming across the top. This is going to be a, that's a little bit strong, but Georgie knocks it back to Adam Miller. Set it up. Set it up, guys. Nice job, Georgie. He's been active out there. Corbello trying to take it baseline up. It is no good, but we get a take and a putback by Coleman Hawkins. I got to say, I like the tick from Coleman today. Livers is hurt. Yeah. Oh, Livers is hurt. Oh, my God. Wow. 
All right, 47-31 with 15.09 to go, and I, it looks like an ankle. He was walking off, clearly in discomfort, Did and he, we'll see. It, I know for sure last year, I don't know so much about this year, just random knowledge, but uh, I'm pretty sure he had bad like ankles last year, or I could be wrong, but um, that's huge. If Dickinson and Livers are on the bench, they Michigan can't afford both of them to be on the bench. Well, I, I'd say that, though, but Davis, is like Trevor said, Davis is playing as good, if not better, than Dickinson, so I think they're going to get the production at center. You know, Dickinson gets back in there. Of course, that's a big deal for them. But if you consider the production from Davis, you know, it's just the fact that uh, Wagner and Livers and Brooks, I think they each got five points, you know, so no no one's no one's hot yet for Michigan. And tell you what, I'm Georgie's played a pretty good game. I I didn't see the first few minutes because I couldn't flip to ESPN News and somebody was complaining about it. So I didn't see the first bit. But I mean, Illinois is out rebounding them by 14 right now. And I feel like Georgie at least has had a small part in that. And it's kind of ironic that we're talking about Davis and Georgie instead of Dickinson and Kofi right now. But I feel like he's he's just been a very, he and DeMonte both have had very active minutes. Absolutely. And and I mentioned Coleman, excuse me, Coleman Hawkins earlier. And I'm, I'm not just saying this so Ashley Hawkins doesn't angrily tweet at me, but uh, I, I am impressed with what he's done today. And he's kind of doing that glue guy stuff that we were hoping for, I think, earlier this year. You need that length against Michigan. And I think defensively, he's been good. That putback is huge. Any any single point you can get from Coleman Hawkins would be huge. Uh, before we get back into action no. here. Oh, what, what happened? No Michigan player has scored more than five points tonight. And you know what? If this were the first half, you're like, that's a balanced team. But we're, we're getting, getting into it here. And I mean, they've attempted, what is it, six threes and they've made two. That's crazy. The, the way you've been able to run them off the the three point line i think they attempt something like i might be wrong something between 10 and 15 and a half and now we're almost three quarters of the way through this game and they've attempted what'd you say six six two for six wow yeah great defense from illinois all game and i i yeah i, I think more impressive to me than i mean the production's been great defensively offensively for illinois rebounding but it really, to me, Isaac, you know, I, I mentioned this before, so I am kind of repeating myself, but thinking about, you know, we, we were texting about this, that there was the initial, oh, God, he's not, he's not playing? Seriously? And, you know, for us as fans, and then we can just shake it off, get some, a bite to eat for dinner, and then we're just going to watch the game. We, it, we don't have a huge, we don't have as much skin in the game as the players do, but uh, I, I'm just super impressed, Isaac, with how these guys, as we're about to get underway here with 1509 to go, I'm just super impressed how, this collection of guys, I should have known after Saturday and really the Nebraska game too, that this was a more likely response than getting blown out by, you know, 15 points. Oh yeah. And this is again, what you hope Brad Underwood is building. Like these guys, it's about next man up. They don't care if Io and Kofi are hurt. It's like, I mean, they do care their teammates, but like they're going to play the same way. They're going to play the same gritty basketball. They're going to run their sets. And that's what you hope to see regardless of who's in the lineup. Here's Davis trying to take it on Georgie, and it is a foul on Georgie. Gosh, this big oaf, this big oaf is just... He just spins around like a big oaf until something appears. That's three on uh, Curbelo. So you have a lineup right oh, Curbelo. now. Oh, Curbelo. Yeah, so your lineup is going to be Trent, Grandison, Adam, uh, Hawkins, and Georgie. Davis misses it. Ball don't lie, as the kids say. So I think Which what you're... certainly a lineup. <laughs> that's a lineup. I think that, 
you just, I think you need to get creative. And one of those three foul guys is going to have to be out there for the last 12 minutes of the game, you know, and at a minimum. And we'll see here. Second free throw coming up for Davis. He's 53% on the year. He misses the first. The second one is up and good. So it's a 47-32 lead for Illinois. And Trent is going to inbound it, it looks like, for, what is that, Fletch talking to Curbelo, it looks like. Okay. Uh, no. Turn over here. Get a stop. Get a stop. Wagner on Trent. Big size disadvantage here. And they missed it. Get the board. There we go. <laughs> Dodge a bullet there, my friends. 47-32. 14-40 to go after a bad inbounds turnover, but Trent with the ball up top. So here we go. 20 on the shot clock. See what they do on this offensive set. A pick from Georgie. Trent trying to take it to the rim. Up. No good. Georgie tips it in. Man, Georgie. Way to go, baby. 49-32. Largest lead of the game for Illinois. 17. 14-20 to go. Mike Smith with the ball for Michigan. We got Wagner popping up top. Grandison on him again. Georgie helping out. We got uh, Wagner back up top to Miles Smith. Sorry, Mike Smith. Not Miles Smith. Sorry. (laughs) Freudian slip. Here's Mike Smith taking a baseline, and he almost steps out of bounds. He kicks it up top to Eli Brooks. Eli Brooks is going to probably just chuck one up here. Oh, Coleman Hawkins gets in there, and that's fantastic defense. 49-32, to 32, 13.50 to go. Adam Miller, slow down, baby. Slow down. Back up top to Trent. We're going to set up the offense. 13.45 to go. It's a 17-point Illinois lead. Georgie coming for a pick. Trent goes right. He's going right again. He's going left. He takes it up and yes! Let's go! 19 point Illinois lead. Going to the line for an and one. Trent, hey, we got to give Trent credit. He's been yes. commanding the board. Hey, Trevor, so you're about, what, 30 seconds ahead of us? Yeah. It's got to be like when something good happens, or are you just like, oh, just wait? Like in your mind, you're like, oh, just wait, boys, just wait. Oh, it's the best feeling ever. Oh, my God, man. Trent, uh, look at these last 10 games. You know, we, we did talk quite a bit in the early going that Trent, as good defensively as he was offensively, 8.4 points a game in his first 14. Last 10, 13.3. And he, the defense hasn't gone anywhere. He's just been fantastic. The free throw is good. It's a 20-point Illinois lead with 13.35 to go. Trent has 11. Four for 11 from the field. Three boards. His signature Frazier defense. Michigan you are doing this against the best team in the country, arguably, with the worst lineup you could possibly create if you shuffled cards. Yep. Georgie on this. I don't know who this 23 guy is. Georgie stays in front of him. I mean, what can you do? I, I don't know. Nice little hook shot. They're 52 to 34. Who is that big guy? He's big. 23. Says something. Terrence Williams the second. John. Okay. Something, John. Uh, Trent John. looking for the pick. Here's Adam Miller with the three. No good. That's short. Grandison with the board. Great pass. <laughs> All right. Yes, that's right. Here's Trent. We got eight on the shot clock. He's going to shoot it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Is that a three? Trevor, does that stay as a yeah. three? Yeah. 55 to 34. 1240 to go. Illinois with 20 <laughs> second chance points. Let's see what happens here. I, I love that potential evil laugh from Trevor. Here's a take from Michigan. No good. Illinois gets the ball. Here's Trent. 12.30 to go. Trent is pushing it. He gets no foul. We're going the other way. Come on, DeMonte. Good foul. Good foul, baby. Make him earn it. Make it. All right, that was like a generic evil laugh, not a specific one. Come on, Trevor. If you're 
um, Michigan, you have to put, I, I mean, fouls be damned, but you have to put Dickinson back in here, don't you? I would think. I mean, you're, you're down 20. 55-34. So we got two shots coming up here for Brooks. I either There have been two really good fouls from Illinois today. I'm going to give DeMonte that one as a good foul. Just send him to the line. He makes the first free throw. But Coleman Hawkins had one earlier. Do you guys remember that in the first half? It was going to be an easy layup. He forces the Michigan guy to pump fake. He fouls him hard. And it's not even a shooting foul. Michigan just takes it out of bounds. That was a little play in the first half that really stuck out as Kofi and Dickinson come back in with 12-18 to go. Dang, that's... Yeah. All right. I was hoping for the eight, but... All right. 20-point lead here is Eli Brooks. Second free throw is up. It is good. So it is a 55-36 to Illinois lead as Brooks takes a seat for Michigan. I think the guys that they've been putting on Trent are interesting because they put um, Brown, who's got a good five inches on him, and yeah. now they've got Bogner, who has like six inches on him. Let's let's see this. This is interesting. So we got Grandison is being guarded by Livers. Kofi gets the pick. Trent back up top to Grandison, going down to Kofi. Kofi trying to take it on. Dickinson, it's up. It is good. Gets the putback. He's eating him up. 57-36, 11-52 to go. <laughs> Here's Mike Smith. Is that a generic laugh? We'll find out soon. Kofi has 10 on 5 and 9 shooting. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was unmuted. We're, we're going we're gonna to get, uh, get in trouble again with our reviewers. Here's Dickinson. He takes it up. It is no good. Kofi gets it. Yes. DeMonte with the ball. 11.30 to go. Illinois with a chance to extend it beyond a 21-point lead. All right. Illinois shooting 10 for 17 from the field. Michigan 4 for 11. Trent takes it back up. We got 15 on the shot clock. Here's Kofi. He's getting doubled up, and we're going to get a foul. That's the third on Dickens. No, jump ball? Well, it's our ball if it is jump ball, and it's going to be a timeout. That's okay. Our ball. ball. Yeah, I don't know how that was jump, but I, I wonder. I wonder if at this point, if officials gain a sense of awareness like, oh, this is the national game, and do we really want to be the ones to foul out either Kofi or Hunter Dickinson. Let's just call it jump ball. And I I didn't see that they're showing Kofi's Cheap. make there. And, you know, here's the thing. That Cheap. They could have called, like, Kofi on that putback. It always scares you when there's a putback over a guy's shoulders thinking, oh, God, don't get the over the back. And they didn't. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they swallow their whistles a bit with the guys down low. Or maybe I'm just being optimistic. Uh, real quick, fourth and Kirby, Corey Bradford t-shirt coming out tomorrow or Wednesday morning. Be on the lookout for that. I'm going to order mine first thing when I wake up. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Um, Let's play the game, Carp. Yeah, so you just need to uh, don't get outscored by 22 in the last 11-16. And I don't see Demetra Trice. <laughs> Demetra Trice is not on the floor. So we got that going for us. Whew. Yeah, he kind of he kind of ruined that theory by scoring 19 points in like 90 seconds. But other than that, I think the theory is pretty much foolproof. Okay, uh, let's talk briefly because I I got the jittery legs, so I need to talk about Baylor wins. Correct? They win in overtime. Yeah, and that's good. I think if we're talking about you know creating more space on the two line, if that's if we ultimately get a two seed, I like that you get more space with that. I really do. Um, well, now the opposite, and, and the opposite would be. Oh, go ahead, Trevor. I, I didn't want Baylor to to lose too much because then you're getting them as a two seed, and like, right. you know, like, you like what if that. the scenario was flipped and Illinois was the one seed and Baylor the two in the bracket? I wouldn't complain, of course, but they're not a two seed. I mean, they are excellent and they're good enough to be a one and they're elite. So 
it would almost be like whoever got them as a two seed would be catching, you know, a really, really undervalued two seed just because they were coming off three weeks off and lost two in a row, but they didn't. So what were you guys reminded of at the end of regulation? Jared Butler, what did that remind you of at the very end, the inbounds play that wasn't? What, DeMonte? Oh, yeah. The Maryland game. Was that, was that Brad Underwood's first year or second? Yes. That, that was his yeah. first year. That was the week from hell where you were up two at Wake Forest with a minute to go and oh, lost. Oh, man, that's right. You were up three against Maryland with like four seconds left and <laughs> lost. And then you yeah. went to Northwestern and held them scoreless for the entire overtime and lost. That's right. I think they scored like their wasn't first field goal of overtime with one second left or something. Wasn't was that that was the same year that you played Notre Dame, right? Yes. And Trent hit that, or he should have hit that three. The ball was like three fourths of the way down, and then it popped out. Was that yeah, was after that game zero and three in Maui? You went to Notre Dame and lost at the buzzer. That's right. Well, and then there was the game against Gonzaga and the Maui Invitational, where Trent single handedly kept you in yeah. it or, or made it respectable. Uh, that You know, it's amazing to think about as we watch this game, because let's be honest, as I woke up today, you know, let's contextualize this. When's the last top five Big Ten matchup that Illinois has been involved in? And I mean, it wasn't an 05 because there was no other top five team in the Big Ten. I mean, I'm just trying to think the last regular season game of this magnitude. So there, there was a definite like, whoa, when I woke up this morning. And then you just contrast that with where this program was two years, three years, four years ago. I mean, it, it just enjoy every moment, Illini fans. That's, well, that's the moral, Brad I guess. mentioned that this is the biggest regular season game of his career. Because if you think about it, Stephen F. Austin was never going to be that high. And True. Oklahoma State, they had to come back just to make the tournament. And then he came here. So Trent Floater, no good. Oh, man. He wanted that. 11.05 to go. So here's Wagner with the ball. Trent on him giving up probably six inches, if not more. Uh, Dickinson with the ball, top of the key. Chandy Brown cutting down low. Nothing there. Mike Smith with the ball. They're going to try to get a little uh, kickout action. over. Okay, so this is going to be a three. Not even close. Adam Miller, which, by the way, guys, Adam Miller is a fantastic rebounder. He's always there. Here's Trent with the ball. Livers is, Livers is hurting. That was a bad three miss. Dar- Darnier an air ball. Uh, here's Trent with the ball. And he's got it alone up top. We'll see who comes up for a pick. Kofi's coming to set a pick. Trent's right. Trent takes it. He's going to take it to the rim. Up and good, baby. He's been so good at the basket recently. Holy cow. 59 to 36, 10, 20 to go. Yeah, how about his ability to create off the dribble with Io not in there? I mean, I've never seen him do it like he's doing it tonight. Insane. (laughs) Steal for DeMonte. Set it up. There's no numbers. There's no numbers, DeMonte. There we go. Trent with the ball, 10.05 to go. Trevor, at the eight-minute timeout, maybe we'll, we'll discuss it then, but you broached something before we hit record, and uh, we'll, we'll broach that at the under-eight timeout if we need to. Trent gets fouled, and there's going to be... DeMonte? Oh, DeMonte. Whoa, whoa. Was it a bad hey, foul, Trevor? Wagner wrapped his elbow around Trent's neck and, like, ripped him to the ground. So they can review it? Yep. All right. Did, hey, do, you know DeMonte got up in his face unnecessarily. Guys, I wish I could have been with you for the end of that Wisconsin game because uh, what have I been saying all year about DeMonte needs to stop with the chip on his shoulder in moments where it could hurt you, and it didn't against Nebraska, it didn't against other teams, but if they don't see the assistant coach Tucker 
start that conflict himself. Yeah. We're talking about Wisconsin getting two free throws in the ball. Man, that is, uh, I, I think you get a flagrant one here. And by, yeah, to your point, Trevor, trust me, Isaac and I were thinking, oh my God, Trevor would be livid. And, and then, and then Antigua was kind of John too. And it's like, guys, just shut up and we're going to win. Like just but he shut was up mad at, at Demonte, right? Like he was. Trying I don't to shoot know. Out I I don't know because I saw Underwood trying to like push him back. So I was interpreting it as he was going after the officials, and I'm like, just oh. er, let's just all be quiet. <laughs> I thought he was yelling at Demonte to say you got to be smarter than that, but I, I I'd have to see a replay to to know. All right, so let's see what the call is here, uh, Trevor. It's nine fifty five to go. We got the officials conferencing. Of course, you're a little bit ahead of us. Is there a resolution on your end? It does look like it's going to be a flagrant um, of some kind. They haven't put any label on the on the TV, and I muted. But Trent Frazier is the only one standing anywhere near the free throw line, and no one else is. So I'd imagine that it's a flagrant one, which would be two shots. If flagrant one is two, I, okay, flagrant one's two shots in the ball, right? So what is a flagrant well, yeah, two? Yeah, but he was kind of fouling him as he was going up for the shot, right? Oh, so, so it should it be like shooting foul. I don't yeah. know if it's two for the flagrant and then two more for the shooting foul or what, but it's not a flagrant two because Wagner's going to stay in there. So. Okay. 59 to 30. I think that's fair because it, it there is the chance that it didn't look like super duper malicious. I think that there was a little bit of getting tangled up there too, but 59, 36 Trent will go to the line and uh, we'll see. They're motioning two free throws to start and we'll see. I guess see. it's not a shooting foul. So there'll be two flagrant shots and then we'll get the ball. Okay. 955 to go. Trent will get two. No one else around the key here as he will get two free throws all by his lonesome. First one is up. It is good. 60 to 36. Uh, right now, I look at the line of Chandi Brown, Isaiah Livers, Mike Smith, Franz Wagner, and Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. That's going to be the five for them. Trent's second one is up and good. 61 to 36. Illinois is leading by 25 on the road at number two, Michigan without Io DeSumo, with 9.55 to go in the game. They will get the ball to try to extend this lead. Let's just make a three. How about that? Trent's going to inbound it. This is going to be Adam Miller, corner, baseline here. And DeMonte going out to help him. Careful, Adam. Trent now going to help him, but Chandy Brown is right there. Dude, Chandy Brown is a man. He is a man. I would have loved to have him on this team. Three from Trent. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Trent Frazier. A line eye legend. Fourth and Kirby, you need to get Trent a shirt when he graduates. 64 oh, to 36. My. They're saying career high for Trent. I, I know it's no, not, but not as... whatever. Season high. 64 to 36. Well, no, he had 24 against Iowa, didn't he? Something. Yeah. He has, he he is, is screwing up on that one. Okay. He had like 29 against Gonzaga, didn't he? It was close to 30. Isaiah Livers he misses it. Kofi's board. Wisconsin. Guys. Uh, at the under eight timeout, Trevor, I'd like to broach something you talked about before we hit record. It's a 27 to seven run since the 1743 mark for Illinois. Keep in mind, Michigan scored seven points at the beginning of the half and Trent working his way around here. Two point floater. No good. It's going to be out of bounds going the other way. 855 to go. All well, right, foul, on foul on Trent. That was a heat check. But you know what? When you're up 20, is it up 28? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> You're up 28. Oh, oh, I, had to, I had to say that and be like, what? Oh, my God. Trent is going to take a well-deserved breather. I'm assuming Curbelo get, can get back in there here. You're on a 29-7 to 7 run since 
since essentially the start of the second half. Kofi up on Dickinson. Oh, Kofi, my. why? Kofi's going to want to stay in there. Uh, get Georgie in there and bring Kofi out with six to go or something. I, I mean, love how he always says, no, 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 I'm good, when it's like, no, dude, you're, you're no. clearly not. <laughs> and, and, hey, I will say, if there, there is one problem in Kofi's game. He's been really good all season. We know that. But I, he has gotten a little handsy lately, uncharacteristic of him with how he'd been playing defense earlier this year. So we have Eli Brooks with the long two. It's up and good. So temporarily stops the bleeding, and that gets them to 38, 64 to 38, 830 to go in the game. Curbelo is running point, gets a pick from Grandison. Okay, so Curbelo up top, gets a pick from Georgie. He's at the free throw line, trying to figure out what he wants to do here. He's trying to take it on Chondi Brown. Not much there. Grandison up top. Back to Curbelo. 12 to go on the shot clock. And Georgie comes up for the pick. is going to take it himself. And we get a goaltend, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Dang. Livers is limp and 66. He's, he's hurt. There's no doubt. He's I mean, grimacing. He's, he's almost airballed a three, and then he's been bad on defense. 8.05 to go. Michigan with the ball. Here's Dickinson. Georgie guarding him. And we have Adam Miller following Brooks on a screen. Brooks will be baseline. He kicks it off to Dickinson, and it is a wild shot. But are we going to call foul? If it's foul on the floor, that's okay. It's a one and one for Michigan. They're going to call this on Georgie, but we that have was, the was, under eight timeout. 7.53. Okay, uh, real quick. Oh, go ahead, Isaac. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I feel like Georgie, I don't know if he pissed off the refs before the game, but that was, I mean, that was good defense. Anyways, keep going. Uh, no, uh, I was just going to hit a quick sponsor, and then, Trevor, we need to talk about a point you raised. Uh, this is, of course, the 200 level brought to you by Rector Construction online at rectorconstruction.com. Everything from a new roof to a crawl space, crawl space inspection and everything in between rectorconstruction.com. Trevor, I don't think we were recording at this point. I don't. Uh, we were talking as you logged on to Zoom and then Isaac after that, and you said, you know, there is the chance. There is the one in 10 chance that you just run these guys out of the gym. And guys, uh, yeah, I guys, you're mm-hmm. you don't you you don't have your best player and you're up practically 30 on the road at arguably the best team in the country. You can argue between them and Gonzaga, but Gonzaga hasn't played anybody. I mean, this is like the best win in program history. You know, let's, well, well let's talk about it. <laughs> First, we need to consider regular season wins. And we, you know, in my lifetime, that would include the Wake Forest game at home. Number one, Wake Forest, you're number three, and that solidified you as the top team in the nation. So that'll always be in the top five, of course. Uh, you have the Illinois-Michigan State game in 2001, paint the whole orange, two top 10 teams, Big Ten title on the line. Um, I tell you what, though, I ain't never seen this. I, I don't think it, you could ask any Illini fan. You know, 88-89 team, great wins on that team. But when Kendall went out, they didn't stink, but they took a fall. They got the win at Indiana with a buzzer beater. There's no doubt. That's an all-timer. But I don't know, uh, Trevor. You know, it is a conversation to consider if we get to the under-four timeout and we're still sitting here. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, knock on wood too much, but I feel pretty good. You're up, what is it, 26 with eight to go? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, now, look, obviously, that is, a, that is a heavy statement to to 
put on this. I, it, you know, there, I'm sure anyone can argue on any number of games given the context, but I just, on paper, you know, Michigan, we were talking about it today on radio. I mean, they could be poised to be number one if they were to win this game and beat Michigan State on the road because Gonzaga simply isn't playing this week. Now, it'd be hard to, to top an undefeated team, but still, I mean, the metrics love this Michigan team and you're without your best player and you're beating them by 26. They're showing the Nick Anderson shot. I, I don't know what the context is as to why they are because that was March 5th, so it's not like... I think that I mean, was Kendall's out. top five road win. Could be. Okay, like yeah, that. probably so if I think about it. I mean, Penn State last year was top 10. You go back to 0405, the Big Ten. I think Michigan State was in the top 15 and Wisconsin in the top 20, but there was no top five Big Ten team in 0405. So here we go. 753 to go. Hunter Dickinson from the line. First one's up and good. 66 to 39. Here's your lineup for Illinois. We got Georgie, Grandison, Curbelo. They're showing IO on the sideline. Uh, DeMonte and Trent. Second free throws up and good. So 66 to 40. And we're going to see some full court press here from Michigan as DeMonte is going to inbound it. Let's see if it's Crabello or Trent. Trent coming for it. And he gets it. Trent is on the run. And he's just going to kind of chill out by the half court line as we set up a half court offense. Now it's Crabello running point. Mike Smith on him. 745 to go. Curbelo looking for Trent. Trent is now at the top of the perimeter, looking over to the left for DeMonte. Now to Curbelo, getting a pick from Georgie. You know Curbelo wants to take it to the rim. He's going to try. Here's the little step back. Up, no good. Now we're going the other way. Here's Livers. Grandison trying to catch up with him. Whoa. Uh, what just happened here? Technical on Juwan? Juwan's going nuts. Yeah, Juwan's going nuts. Hmm. Let's see what happens here. So we're going the other way, and who's is? And this is okay that you're ahead of us here, Trevor. Is there someone that's going to shoot technical shots for Illinois? Yep. So Trent's going to shoot one technical because it was just one technical that they called on him. And will it still be Michigan ball after? I presume. Yes. Okay. Then they'll go back to Michigan because it was Michigan's ball before, but he uh, well, someone just tweeted. He said, "Call the f and foul. Call the f and foul," and they teed him up. Actually, two shots coming here for Trent. And My bad too. Yeah. No, you're good. He makes the first. All right, so he makes one of two. So it's 67 to 40 with 7.26 to go. Did they show Trevor why he was so mad? I don't know. He seemed to think there was a foul against Illinois. To me, it seems like somebody told him, hey, you're down 27. Is there any possible way we get back in this game and fire the team up? But I didn't see anything specifically to lead to that. All right, here is Mike Smith. He's going to take the pick. He's going to try to take it to the rim himself. Georgie with the block. Georgie's had a very good game off the bench. Great minutes, which is encouraging because God knows uh, Isaac, as we were talking on Saturday, who, even though, you know, Georgie's still at seven, he gets his on offense. It, it, you just, you want him to not be noticeable, right? So you don't want him to kind make of. those mistakes. Yeah. You just want him to be a bench guy that doesn't make mistakes. Chandy Brown with a three. It is up. It is no good. And a foul on DeMonte. Oh, sorry, Juwan. There's your, there's your we're sorry foul. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll have three free throws. That's frustrating. Boy, it's it's sure is nicer to have a 27-point cushion to work with here than... I'd pay extra attention to the first free throw for humor. I mean, we got to find the minutia here, right? Oh, wait. You're ahead of us. Here's the first free throw from Chandy Brown. It is an air ball. Ball don't lie. 
Ball don't lie, baby. I think even Demonte and Georgie. Go ahead, Isaac. You're right. Sean D looks like he's like 36. A 10-year NBA veteran. Yeah, man. Second one is up and good. He's a man. I mean, he he would have been a nice piece on this team for that physicality and that size. I think Grandison still would have had a role too, but Shondi Brown would have been a nice piece. So when he committed to Michigan, I was like, ah, oh, man, you know. Uh, so the third one is no good. So DeMonte gets the foul. No big harm done. One out of three for Michigan. It's still a 26-point Illinois lead with seven to go. I mean, I'm not going to say play prevent defense, Trevor, but like just, I don't know, score a few more baskets. Like, Yeah, don't do anything extremely dumb. I mean, obviously, Kofi's not in there anyways right now, but um, it, it, you, yeah, I mean, it's basically don't do anything wildly stupid at this point. Which, Trent you know, three. Ah, and that was not maybe the best shot attempt there. We got 635 to go. Bit of a cold stretch for Illinois. Here's Dickinson trying to roll in on Georgie. It is no good. It should be off. Okay, so it is off on Georgie. But Georgie, Georgie again, man. Just, words, just in the words of Michael out. Scott, this is a run-out-the-clock situation. 67-41 with 6.32 to go. There will be 21 on the shot clock from Michigan. But yeah, I mean, Isaac, this is, you know, it's easy to get so frustrated with Georgie, but then the reason I think we do is that we see these extended stretches where, oh, right, like, he can be a pretty good college basketball player as he takes a seat here. He's got a great body too, like to be a backup center in the Big Ten. I mean, I, if he, if he, I mean, he's coming back next year. You have a chance to have a special Kofi and Georgie next year. Here's Kofi on Dickinson. Dickinson trying to break him down. Just don't foul Kofi, and it's no good. Rebound to Curbelo. Every miss for Michigan is huge. Curbelo trying to take it to the hoop. No, 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 no. Settle down, baby. Settle down. He's going to kick it back up top to Grandison. Grandison wants to find Kofi. He does. Kofi. Yes. Oops. Let's go. 69 to 41. Six minutes to go. Nice indeed. Mike Smith. Over to Dickinson at the top of the perimeter here. Here's Livers. He wants it. No, he doesn't. Does he? He's trying to break down Grandison a bit to the rim. He just falls over, but they're going to call foul on the floor. 545 to go. Every time Livers falls, that's another time he's got to get up. <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard like that before. That. I do like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's like an old meatball football head coach thing. Like, <laughs> you know, everything he can, the whistles, and every time he falls down, he's got to get himself back up. 69. This is, Man. This is one of the most impressive performances ever. Ever. I, I, feel, ever. I, feel, I feel confident in saying that. This is go to Walgreens tomorrow and get a newspaper for posterity's sake. You know what I mean? This is get the front page of the News Gazette kind of win. Kofi has been good. Very good, actually. I know he had a rough start, but if you consider the matchup and what was asked of him, very good. Now, you see Michigan is going to go small the rest of the way. Franz Wagner is their center. They're just going for offense, unless they're going to do some situational substitutions here as Livers takes a seat. So five, I think Livers is done because they don't want to risk any further injury to him. That's fair. 69 to 43. Uh, I, I keep saying the score and call him play-by-play because I don't want to say anything until it's over. Curbelo, oh my God. Oh, oh my, my good God. God. Yeah. 71 to 43. I love Andre Curbelo. Who doesn't? I'm sorry, boys. I'm going to just be as arrogant on Twitter as possible. Michigan well, deserves it. Well, you're from Michigan, right? So you, you got yeah. extra juice there. <laughs> Davis taking it up. That little stinker's not bad. 
That was probably the least mature thing I've ever said on this podcast, but hey. That's all right, man. Listen, you know, when you start adulting, you forget how fun it is to be a little jerk sometimes. And Corbello with a charge. That's unfortunate. Eli Brooks takes it there. So 71 to 45 and 5.06 to go. I mean, I'm calling the minutia of this, but we can probably sprinkle in some macro. I think I'm just doing this as a kind of self-defense mechanism, Trevor. You know, the ultimate anti-jinx. We're going to call the game as it is in front of us as Corbello takes a seat. All right. Who came Michigan in? Michigan could go on a 20 to nothing run in the next four minutes and be down almost double digits. It's insane. 26 point lead. Mike Smith is looking for Davis down low on Kofi. Don't get a foul, Kofi. Davis from 18 feet out on the baseline. Is he really going to try to get it from 18 feet in? Oh, yeah. Come on, Grandison. Way to go, baby. Yes. 71 to 45. Grandison gets the steal with 440 to go as Brad Underwood patrols the sideline. We got picture in picture action on ESPN showing the head coach of the Fighting Illini who's going to be the talk of the nation tonight. Trent over to DeMonte. DeMonte fakes the three, taking it to the rim. We got a block going the other way with 425 to go. Go, Isaac. Hey, now would be a good time to talk, you know, NBA draft analysis like they did in the Indiana game about oh, yeah. Cade Cunningham. Where he's going. That's right. It was the Indiana overtime game where we're talking about like, oh, Luca Garza could be. And then there was the one guy whose name I, I had no idea who he was. Actually, most of them I didn't know who they were. DeMonte's going to inbound it with four to go. Hey, I like uh, Trevor right here, how we're so, we take our time inbounding the ball. I, I like that right here in this position. Just, yeah, take your time. Take a time out, Trent. <sighs> they will. I really wish I could have been with you guys for the end of that game. Because the same thing happened where Wisconsin set up their D and no one picked up the ball. And I'm like, inbound it, inbound it. Let's start talking title. That was, oh, go ahead, Isaac. That, I was just going to say, Trevor, that was as beautifully as you played for most of that game. Those last few minutes where you couldn't seem to figure out how to inbounds the ball and Trice was just making an all-time heater. And then DeMonte went ahead and did what he did. That would have been an all-time Trevor release end to a game. <laughs> Oh, man. Extremely pissed at that. Uh, So let me hit a quick sponsor. Of course, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, brianismyguy.com. As we talk about titles, and, you know, we go the pun direction sometimes, but this is just, come on. You know, we've done the stupidest game ever played. And I know there is a movie about a golf round called The Greatest Game Ever Played, but it would be difficult to not bestow that title on this particular game. You've got to. You've got to. I mean, that's what it is. I think it's the greatest. I I think, Trevor, if you consider the context, and this is why, let's go back to last week and why maybe we should have seen this coming. And this is what I said to Jeremy, too, on the podcast that I, I joined with him yesterday, that it would be so easy to look at this week. And I understand. I even had the same inclination as a fan, like at Michigan, at Ohio State, you know, in all likelihood, you aren't going to be favored in either one. But it's not that easy, right? It's not that straightforward. Sometimes basketball teams just go on a heater. Teams just go on a heater. And this, maybe we should have seen it. Nebraska was a game that they won by 16 and we said ho-hum because it was Nebraska. But consider, two days before, they lose their best player and they probably lose a chance at the Big Ten title. And then on Saturday, without their best player against the Wisconsin team on senior night with their 13 seniors that they have on their freaking roster, you go up there and kick their ass. So not saying we missed this one because Michigan 
is still going to be a Final Four contender. This is just everything went wrong from the night, but Illinois had a lot to do with that. So I think when you consider the context, this could be the greatest regular season game in Illinois history. And I, I try to avoid hyperbole, but I don't know if this would be hyperbole. Obviously, you've got context of like, like the definition of impressive, like the Arizona comeback is, is impressive in a league of its own, but that wasn't 40 minutes of impressive. You know, that was like the greatest five minutes ever. And really, and to be just, honest, Trevor, the first 35 minutes of that game, and of course, a comeback is going to make everything else pale in comparison, but the first 35 minutes of that game were not great. It was an ugly first half. Mm-hmm. Arizona went on a heater. It was great for them for 15 minutes in the second half, but not greatest game ever, greatest comeback for sure. I, I just, I, I don't know what else to say. I, this is crazy. Michigan could have clinched the league title tonight at home playing a team without their best player, and they're losing by 30. They're setting their guys, right? I see, they're setting their guys. They, they wave the white flag. Yep. 3.53 to go. Unbelievable, guys. Now we can keep up the delusional hope they lose their next three and you win the Big Ten. Well, here's the question. How many games did they not play? Two? Three. What if they Penn lose State and Northwestern twice? What if they lose to Michigan State once and they finish they fifteen still, and three? We're going win percentage. They still win. Yep. You in order to be you have to tie mm. you would have to tie them and win 47. percentage, which would mean you winning out and them losing out. Because then when you were tied, you go to the head to head and you beat them. And they play Thursday and Sunday against Michigan State. Yes. Which are they at Michigan State next or is it at home? I'm not sure which is which, but it would be fun if, let's say, they lose Thursday coming off this performance reeling. Illinois wins Saturday, and then we all get to sit down on Sunday and watch that game. Root for the team that knocked out Io to win the Big Ten. It would be the most insane ending to a Big Ten season ever. Now, I will say, I'm going to just hit this once and not bring it up again. This is where the Maryland game is like, oh. or even at Rutgers is like, oh. but you know what? Uh, this is such a, an ass-kicking that they're going to hang the banner in all likelihood, and that's fine. But this is such an ass-kicking that I think there's even going to be the occasional Michigan fan like, uh, yeah, we're Big Ten champs. Because if I, if I were to think of a comparison, guys, let me give you one. I, I say that, and it's like, oh, come on, Carp. They're going to win the Big Ten title, and they're going to be happy about it. Of course they are. But a comparison would be, let's say, back in 2001, Illinois loses to Michigan State in that one game at home. And they share the conference title. Well, and we would have thought, yeah, we shared it, but ugh, you know, they kind of got us one on one. So listen, you take the banner, you take the title. That's tremendous. But this is such, such a showing that. Oh wait, come on, Adam, make a baby. Da, seventy three forty nine. Yeah, I'm kind of rambling here. Isaac, go. Let's hear what you think about anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I apologize. I've just been talking to absolute garbage uh, to all my Michigan friends, and it's been so satisfying. <laughs> we just beat the brakes off. They, the thing is, there's like, what can a Michigan fan say after we beat them like this? Like, oh, the refs were bad, or uh, livers got hurt. Like, no, we could have, you could have brought back the Fab Five, and we still would have won tonight. I mean, Io didn't even play, and it's just so satisfying. Definitely the, I mean, Biggest win of my life. This is the, I mean, regular season at least. And biggest win of the college basketball season by far. This is the most impressive win by far of the college basketball season. And you did it without possibly the wooden 
award winner. Like it just doesn't make sense. And it's you hope this is one of those wins that projects you into the future, projects your program into the future for the next five, 10 years. Tyler Underwood is in the basketball game. Yeah, and that's okay with 220 to go. Trent deservedly takes a seat. And even for Illinois, just like Michigan kind of waving the white flag a little bit, you got to consider that. You, d- you don't want Trent out there any more than he needs to be. Kofi's out, out of there too. So Curbelo and Miller are the two freshmen in there with Underwood, Hawkins, and Hamlin. We got 210 to go. We got Adam Miller up to Underwood. Here's Curbelo. He's going to try to take it himself. He over to Hawkins. Make it, baby. Come on, Hawkins. Ah, two minutes to go, 73 to 51. Michigan with the ball. Get up on him, Tyler. Get up on him. Don't let him get an easy three here. Taking it to the rim. Tyler Underwood with the foul. Let's not get too sloppy here, guys. Ugh. I mean, I know it's probably okay, but ugh. you know you know what this I mean? Shouldn't matter. This shouldn't matter at all, but the stupid, the net rewards you for a 10-plus point win, and now we're down to 19-point lead with two minutes to go. I'm kind of like, come on. <laughs> Don't let this look like a 10-point win when it was a 30-point win. Wait, is it 19 now for you? Uh, it's 20. 20, okay. So they made both free throws. Got it. Uh, that, that's the first one there for Michigan. Oh, man, I just blew it again. That three-star review should have taught me. Quit quit looking ahead, Carp. It's hard not to, though, here. I mean, I feel like when you've got Zach Griffith and Underwood in the game, it's fair game to, to go ahead. Yeah, it's a race against time, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You're right. And in terms of the 10-point net thing, right, it is a race against time where just run every offensive set down to the 30, right? Run run the 30 seconds off in each offensive set, and then Michigan will get probably three more shots. You're up 20. So just it's a, it's a time game here, and I see Curbelo dribbling it out with 140 to go, 20 on the shot clock. Guys, this has been unbelievable. I It's just, you know, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm so glad this is on a Tuesday, and we get all week to soak this thing in until Saturday. Come on, Hawkins. <laughs> Uh, he's going to find Zach Griffith makes a shot on the road at number two, Michigan, 75 to 53. In his second <laughs> to last game. Wow, man. Michigan misses that shot. We got a board for Griffith. Look at this. 105 to go. Oh, boy. And this is an early game, so it's only 8.05. We get to soak this in the rest of the night and the rest of the week. And... I said you got to win one game this week to lock up a one seed. Now, you got to play Ohio State. That game matters. Guys, I'm not going to pretend like this team's going to lay an egg in the next few games. That ain't going to happen. This team is going to play their way into a one seed. They probably did tonight. Let's just say it, let's just call it like it is. Because as Illini fans, we clearly, you know, want to be careful about that. Well, this is one seed. Baylor wins, so they jump Michigan, I'd assume, to two. And then Michigan loses. You're gonna, you're, you have to be the, the, the number three team in, in the country come next week, assuming you don't lay a complete egg, right? I would think. I kind of, uh, can I be honest? It, it's, I, I don't want to play Michigan again. You're going to say, well, are no. you scared? But listen, the way that this has gone, where we should have played them three weeks ago, and then we finally played them tonight, and this is just the perfect storm for this Illinois team. They earned every bit of it. We don't need to play them again. If we do, that'd be great. And listen, the nation would be like, holy crap. And if you play them again, by the way, guys, you are certifiably a one seed because that means you're in the conference tournament title game. Hey, guys, now we have to ask the question. You've played two of your most impressive games without Io. So what happens when Io comes back? I mean, like, 
it's nice talking about what are you going to do when you ins- insert your All-American back into the lineup after winning by 20 on the road at Michigan? Like, those are the types of questions we get to ponder and not, oh my gosh, is, is Brad Underwood our future coach? As Io, let's say, Isaac, that Io's game this year was like, every game was like the Missouri game, where offensively he takes shot after shot because he needs to. Um, you know what? I don't think that's a problem with him because he loves Tyler Underwood. Oh, no good. So eight seconds. I don't. Oh, Hawkins gets fouled. He'll go to the line. I don't think it's as big of an issue, Isaac, because you can see, especially in first halves, Io likes just going with the flow, being a facilitator, getting into the flow of the game with the rest of his guys. I think if there is going to be one guy where reintroducing him to the lineup is going to be rather seamless, I think it would be him. So I understand your question. I mean, listen, are they going to have another performance this good even with Iowa? I don't know. This is just one of those magical nights. It, yeah, it was a perfect basketball game for Illinois. You're right. Iowa is going to be, he's the best player. You could argue he's the best player in the country at, you know, kind of adapting his game. And he's gotten better all around since last year. And I worry about, I obviously don't worry about him being inserted into the lineup. This could be huge. You know, Trent Frazier's confidence. One sec, one sec, Isaac. One sec. The clock is zero. I'm just going to get yes. the final out there. The fourth-ranked Fighting Illini, 19-6, and six, overall 15-4 in conference. Go on the road, Ann Arbor. Chrysler Arena, number two, Michigan, without their best player. I would assume. Oh, sorry. I would assume. And what is Juwan? What's going on here? Are they showing this, Trevor? Oh, okay. Chin Coleman. What are we looking at? Oh, I just saw Juwan and Chin Coleman. Let me, let me do that again so it's more like uh, official. Illinois goes on the road. They win by 23, right? 76 to 53 on the road against number two Michigan without their best player. They've won three games in a row without Iota Sumu. They are looking straight at a one seed in the NCAA tournament. They had not just, I mean, they had the most impressive win in the college basketball season, period. Period. That's it, right, guys? Yes, by far. Oh, my God. Because I think Michigan's win at Ohio State would have probably been the top win of the season until today, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, number three versus number four, and they won by... On the road. On the road, and they wasn't a blowout, but it, it was impressive. And I know everyone was talking that win up as they should have been. I, Gonzaga beating Iowa, but that was back in December. It's not even a conference game. Yeah, I, unbelievable. I, what can you say? This is the best regular season win... When you consider the context, the most impressive regular season win I have ever seen. Wow. Uh, it's still like, <laughs> un- I just don't have words. Like that whole time, I mean, going into the game, it was just back and forth with his Iowa going to play. And then when we found out he wasn't, I was like, okay, I want to see Kofi win the battle. And I want, you know, you to keep it reasonable. And one of you guys, I think, said, I think we mentioned this earlier too. One of you said like, what if we just come out and win by 20? And again, I would have put a million dollars that we would have been more likely to lose by 20 tonight. So it's just unfathomable. Like that's the definitely the biggest regular season win of my life. Carp, like you said, your life. And I mean, the fact that it wasn't even close is so amazing. And I was a little scared in the first four minutes. It was two to two. But we were sloppy, and I'm like, man, Michigan, listen, they go on these eight, nine, nothing runs like it's no big deal. And they never did. They never did. Defensively, you punked them. And you gave teams 
the tape. What do you need to do against Michigan? Here's the other beautiful thing, Trevor, that I think about it. You know, I was going to talk about silver linings, and here's what I thought the podcast was going to go like. And you had mentioned in the text thread that it kind of be like the Baylor game where you hang in there, and I agreed with that, but ultimately the better team would win. That was how I thought it would shake out. And I was going to move towards a conversation about silver linings. Yeah, we didn't have IO. We might not have won the game. But hey, all these other guys got one more rep together. That's going to bode well for the rest of this month and for the future of this program. Uh, but now that I look at it, you know, the, I, I even I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> I, Trevor, I don't know where I was going with that. Like I had it and then I lost it because frankly, my, I, my mind is swimming right now. I am so, and this sounds so meatball-y, right? And I hate doing it, but I am so proud of those guys. Yeah, I mean, yes, the, yes, yes, yes. I don't know what it takes to learn an hour and a half before the game that the All-American player you thought you might have in this game isn't going to be there, and then to go out and do that. But I guarantee you there are not many groups of guys that could go out and do that. I would agree. And for a team that I think we were confused as to what is their mindset, like, their mental toughness to go to go a little meatball-y with you here for a second. I, I always look back at the 0-1 team as one that they lost, I think, three games in the conference, three games in the non-conference, tough as nails schedule, but they never lost by more than, you know, five points. And it was never like a total laying an egg situation. And then I'd watch this team with the Maryland or the Rutgers or the Missouri game just look flat for a significant portion of the game. I think what I was going with, Trevor, is that if you look at all the different things that you need to prepare for a run in March, the, the toughness piece of it, and can we overcome this, that, and the other? In three games, they have answered all those questions. And we can say what we want about Nebraska, and we can say that Wisconsin is not as good as they usually are, but that's still a win in Wisconsin. no doubt in your mind, too, right? I mean, no it's doubt. not even like, like you said, it's not even like you beat Nebraska in overtime again. You beat Wisconsin by one where it was actually close the whole game. And then you beat Michigan by three. I mean, to your point, Carp, you could pause a moment of each of those games and you would be up 16, 19, and 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the endless, I, I don't, I, this, this probably makes for bad podcasting, but I literally don't know what to say. Well, I, I will say one more thing here and we'll, we'll kind of start closing up because I agree. I mean, I think that we'll be able to collect our thoughts and, and celebrate because we should be able to go and celebrate this win. And we have the rest of the night to do that. And, you know, I will say this, though, not that I would have been reluctant to say this before tonight, but you are without a doubt, 100 percent national title contender. National title contender, not, oh, well, if you get a good seed and good matchups, I could see them making a run. I was te- I was texting and chatting with a few people today, and that was just how I kind of phrased it. Hey, we're in March. We're going to get IO back maybe tonight, maybe Saturday. I'm feeling good. I think if we get the right matchups, we can make a run. I think we can start saying national title contender. Yes. And those are three words that Isaac, I was kind of, you know, laying off of because I didn't want to jump the gun. I, I try to avoid hyperbole, but I know I kind of, I can't help it sometimes, but national title contender. Yes, this team is one. It's, it sounds so sweet. And even until tonight, we all unanimously agreed Michigan, Gonzaga, and Baylor were in their own category. Even though we were going to be the fourth one seed, most likely, we were still a tier below. And if you play like that, if you play like two-thirds of that, 
you are in Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan's territory, and therefore a national title contender. Um, again, if you can snag that one seed, imagine not having to play Michigan, Gonzaga, or Baylor until the final four. Like, I am not... Now, I mean, Io could be out, and I really wouldn't be that scared of anyone besides a few teams in college basketball. That might just be me on cloud nine, but look, this team just played a great, great game without their best player. And you're the hot, you're the Izzo Michigan State team of 2021. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I think it's a fair point. And and more to that point, even without Io, defense travels. That's the old adage, right? Especially in March, defense travels. And if you look at the last three games, what they have done defensively, is unbelievable. The Michigan State game was a wake-up call in and of itself. They out-punked you. I don't think this team is going to get punked the rest of the year. They learned a lesson that night. And then the last three games, they learned a lesson, especially these young guys, that if you keep that defensive intensity up, yes, you could win every damn game until the end of the year. To Isaac's point, if if uh, before this game, the conversation was Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, or the field, the conversation now has to be Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, or the field. And I'll, you know what? I'll still throw Michigan in there because this is one of those, who knows, this might be one of their wake-up call games. And they are not going to be in the same bracket as Illinois or Gonzaga or Baylor. They, they've earned that one seed, and they're going to keep it as long as they win one of these Michigan State games. Now, they might fall down to the fourth one seed, but their resume is impressive enough. And so I, I still think that they are certainly a team. And they, they're still a team that can win it all. But yes, Illinois all of a sudden has entered that conversation in one night without their best player. And this is something that on the national shows tomorrow, this is going to be the opener for a lot of them, unless there's a stupid yeah. NFL trade or something. But this is the story. This is a national story. This is an Illinois team that in Chicago where you got to fight for any column space whatsoever, 670, the score was already getting on board. The Trib and the Sun-Times, they're going to get on board like they, they did in 0405 because they can smell it, right? They can smell that this is something that is piquing everyone's interest. But, you know, every 16 years, guys, that's, it's uncanny. 88, 89, 0405, 2020, 21. Every 16 years, you get a one seed and you got a national title contender. It's weird. I hope it's not another 16 years until we get one, but um, I think that I'm more optimistic than ever that when I see Corbello and Miller and the other guys doing what they're doing, I like the long-term um, prospects of this program, and I really like the next month of wh- what this team could do. I really, really like it. <sighs> wow. Something about March. Something about March. You know, hey, I said this with Jeremy. I'm not trying to put a silver lining on a once in a hundred years pandemic. But if the pandemic doesn't happen, you get a six seed in the tournament. Maybe you make the second weekend. IO does well enough in the Big Ten and NCAA tournaments. He goes pro, early second round pick, something like that. You come back this year. I don't know if Kofi comes back if IO doesn't come back. And you have, I don't know, okay team, probably sneak into the bubble, something like that. No. This happens, and I'm, listen, it is apples and oranges. I, 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 what I would give to not have went, for, for so many people, including the 500,000 people that died from this freaking thing in this country, to go back and have this never happen. But from our little bubble here, as Illinois basketball fans, we so often get tied up into this thought that nothing ever goes our way. We're so close, yet so far away. And then this happens. All these little chips fall into place where we get this team at this moment in this year of all years to potentially 
win the program's first national title. That is hard to calculate sometimes. I, even my brain feels frazzled when I think about that. Whenever this thing is said and done, I'm going to be an emotional wreck one way or the other. I know that for sure. Yep. It's been a ride, man. And we've been here every step of the way. Guys, appreciate it. Uh, listen, it's 820. Go celebrate. You got, you got to crack open a beverage. You got to have something. I mean, this is, this is a once-in-a-lifetime win. You'll never see something like this again. I got to take a personal day tomorrow. Boss, I'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> I'm just going to be up celebrating. You should, man. You should. And, uh, wow. Soak it in, boys. Uh, we'll be back Saturday. The game's at 3, so that means we'll be on at 4. Uh, in the next few days, though, enjoy all the conversation about one-seat Illinois, what they got to do to maybe get that third one seat, all that fun conversation. It continues. And what I thought was going to be a conversation about a moral victory. Hey, they look tough. No, you kicked their ass. You kicked their ass. That was sweet, guys. I will see you Saturday. Go have some fun. Hey, adios. I think Trevor just yelled and and the microphone. Was that you, Trevor? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Guys. Oh, yeah. Isaac, go ahead. I was just going to say we're the new number one. I like that. You see, if we were going with a pun title, we could totally do that. (laughs) I'll go greatest game ever played, but we got that in our back pocket if we beat them in the Big Ten tournament final. How's that? Perfect. All right, boys. Take care. Go celebrate. Trevor Belize, Isaac Ambrose. Good dudes. Good Illini fans. Wow. More dead air in this podcast than we probably ever had. It is genuine. Uh, how do we process that? <laughs> it is the best regular season win. Most impressive, I should say, I have ever seen as an Illinois fan. It just is. And I'll come back Thursday when I'm more clear-headed and, and talk about it. Maybe I'll come back tomorrow, too, for a little you know, more cogent, coherent conversation or dialogue about it. But for now, I'm going to go celebrate. And man, oh man, I'm beaming. If you, I wish this was a video podcast right now so you could see it. You can probably hear it in my voice. That is just absolutely unbelievable. Trevor said this, and I think it bears repeating. Proud of this team. Can you be proud of a team? Guys you've never met? 18 to 22-year-olds that are, you know, 12 years my junior? Hell yeah. This, these last three games didn't have to go this way. They didn't, and instead, they went perfectly. Three wins, including a total blowout on the road at Michigan. That solidifies you as a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Of course, there's a conversation. Well, Carp, what if they lose Ohio State and they lose the game in the Big Ten tournament? This team? Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. I mean, we aren't having that conversation anymore. We're, we're, we're talking big, and you know, I will, I will caution myself and not say certain buzzwords like Final Four, National Title. I won't say that too much. Of course, it's all about matchups. Things got to happen. Things got to bounce your way. But I am not going to undersell this team anymore. You can't. Not after tonight. I'm not going to undersell them. They clearly have their eye on the prize here. They can taste something. They came out with an edge from the very get-go in this game. They overcame a really rocky first four minutes, and then they dominated defensively, offensively, they took it to him. Aggressive. You see Trent with that aggression on offense. Andre Corbello, an absolute star. Kofi, maybe you know, production-wise, a quiet night, but guess what? He was better than Dickinson, and there aren't many Hunter Dickinsons out there that Kofi's going to match up against. So 
Oh, oh yeah, you get Io back. And don't worry, guys. I don't think Io is going to mess up the chemistry. <laughs> for some reason, I don't imagine that. I'm so happy for Io too, because imagine the buzzkill for him. He wasn't going to be able to play this game. I know he would have liked to be out there, but if there was a game to miss, you see your best friends, you see your brothers in uniform. Sorry, that's, that's a little dramatic. Sorry. But you know what I mean? You see them go out there and kick butt like that. That would soften the blow of not being able to play, I would think, quite a bit. And he's going to be fresh, ready, and healthy for Ohio State and the rest of the season. But um, just absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Proud of them. Proud of being a Illini fan. I rocked my new Kofi jersey today. I might rock it tomorrow. I don't think it's going to stink. It's a badass jersey for a badass team. And we got one right here in Champaign-Urbana. Cannot wait to hopefully celebrate something big at the end of the season with all of you. I'd hope a Final Four, hell, a national title. We can mention national title because you are now going to be one of those teams that they talk about, and you deserve it. And you play like that tonight, you're going to win a damn national title. You are. Easier said than done. But uh, there is a new focus on this team that makes me feel a little less worried that there's going to be that flame out that I think I would have been concerned about even a week ago. A week ago, you lost at Michigan State. You tell me last Tuesday that what they're going to do the next three games without Io is beat Nebraska by 16, pretty much own Wisconsin apart from the Demetri Trice explosion, and then smoke Michigan all without Io? I would have said, oh, okay, you lost to Michigan State. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. I was pretty pissed off that night. I think a lot of us were, but here we are. Whatever switch got flipped, it's hard to see that getting flipped back off. And let's enjoy it. Savor every moment. I've said that. I know it sounds very zen. It's like, oh, Carp, usually you're the cynical kind of guy. No, I, I said from the outset this year, I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of the things that could go wrong. I really am going to try to stick as much as I can on. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know what that is exactly, but I think there's something at the end of the year that we're going to look at this season and say that was one of those special seasons, one that we'll be commemorating for a long time. And... It's so cool to be in the middle of it, and it's so cool to have experienced that, that thing that we just saw. I got to go and celebrate. I got, a, I got a phone that is just lit up. Just unbelievable, guys. Um, I will be talking to you, if not Wednesday, on Thursday. I got to let you know, of course, our sponsors, please check them out. They're tremendous. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones. You're probably imbibing by the time you listen to this. So stay at home. Let them deliver a piping hot calzone to your door at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, Corey Bradford t-shirt dropping on Wednesday morning. Come on. You got to spend money on a lot of stuff after one like that, right? Corey Bradford t-shirt. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian, tremendous dude. Great service. Brianismyguy.com. And Rector Construction online at rectorconstruction.com. From a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between. Great guys and really high quality work at rectorconstruction.com. Alani Inquirer, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Thank you all. It is really cool. I know that we can't see each other. I know we aren't really having a verbal conversation back and forth. But to be able to do this podcast in this season, you know, from 93.5 being there for the decade that wasn't, the 2010s, right? That was a bad decade for Illinois basketball. And to have this thing up and running and rolling to experience this and kind of put a time capsule out there. You can go back and relive any of these big wins, but this is the biggest of them all. 
And this is the biggest regular season win I've ever seen as an Illini fan. Illinois-Wake Forest, absolutely, that was an arrival game. But consider the context. That's the most impressive and the best performance from an Illinois team in a big-time moment in March. In March. We're back, baby. Illinois basketball's back. Sleep well if you can. (laughs) Or stay up all night and party, because it might be a Tuesday night, but that is worthy of celebration. We'll see you soon, everybody. It is the 200 level. Go Illini. Girl.